The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer's Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Welcome to... The Ringers Philly Special, Shield Kapadia, joined by Brad Rutter. Oh my goodness, an epic, a classic, an all-timer. Phillies take the World Series 6-5, game one against the Houston Astros. Brad, I just told you, I was thinking, all right, maybe I should take 20 minutes, get some notes down, organize. No way, baby. We're just letting no. it rip. It is that type of game. The game ended like five minutes ago. How are you feeling? Well, uh, the other uh, last time I uh, was talking about my Fitbit and my heart rate, and this time it still is. It's up at like 109. So uh, I haven't had time to calm down yet. It's perfect. I was thinking this is, you know, we waste so many hours of our lives watching sports and being disappointed in, in the teams we follow and reading about them and listening to podcasts like this. I mean, most of it, let's be honest, it's a waste of time. We do it because there's always the possibility of a game like this a moment like this where you're down five, nothing to the villains, to the cheaters, to the juggernauts, the Houston Astros. And I, I'll be honest, there was a time in this game where I thought maybe I'll text Brad and be like, you want to just do like another game, this series. I'll just do, if they lose eight, nothing, I don't want to waste your time <laughs> with this podcast. I'm not wasting your time. I don't know where to begin. Let's just begin at the end. Okay, bottom. Sure, but well, yeah. actually, here's where we yeah. should begin, should we begin is that I actually am the good luck yes. charm. I'm three for three now with game ones. Uh, so, you know, Sixers, Flyers have me back. That that's right. You said, you know, I was like, do you really, Brad? You sure you want to do this for you know Friday? Uh, it's game one Friday night. You're like, it, it's game one. We've done two game ones together. We're undefeated, <laughs> and now we're going to yeah. stay undefeated. I mean, next year. Listen, when they come back next year to repeat as uh, World Series champs, we'll have to do uh, game ones together once again. All right, bottom of the tenth inning, Brad. I I mean that I'm thinking about what at bat to start with, and I'm thinking about the lean in. 
the lean in by Diaz. Yeah. Where he <laughs> sticks his arm in there. And I don't know how often this has been called. I'll have to look at Jason Stark's Twitter feed. Uh, it doesn't seem like it gets called often. The ump all over it saying, no, 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 no. Yeah. You, you leaned in there, makes him step back in the batter's box. And it sort of felt like that got David Robertson going. Yes, absolutely. He was looking really shaky. Like I, he, he was looking, I don't want to say scared, but a little nervous. He was rattled. And then, and then that happened. And all of a sudden, like now he's locked in and focused and he's like, I'm not going to put up with this Bush league crap. I'm getting this guy out. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, how did it? Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know how it happened. So at that moment in the game, it's, it's three Oh, and then it's 2-0. He leans into it. You think he's walked. You think he's going to first base and the bases are loaded. He gets back in the batter's box. Robertson is fired up. I mean, he's yelling, that's a strike. Yeah. That's a strike to the ump. Yeah. I'm like, I was. <laughs> I thought it was a strike Me too. Me too. <laughs> and, and not only that, I, I didn't know, I'll be honest. I didn't know the rule. I thought if you did that, it might just be an automatic strike. Like if the ump says you lean I... into the pitch... You know, I thought it was yeah, like, I, I thought I was like, okay, that's going to be a strike. And then they go three. Oh, and I go three. Oh, what are you talking about? He leaned into it. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't that be an automatic it should strike? Be. Yeah. Yeah. We should get them to change uh, that rule. So who, who's on the baseball competition committee. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, fi we'll find that out. Three. Oh, and then maybe in a shocking move, the next pit, you're thinking there's no way he's, you know, he's going to swing. He's going to make him throw two strikes. Robertson, the ball. I mean, the balls he threw were all over the piece. He starts out with the wild pitch and then the second pitch almost hits Diaz in the head. And you're thinking, all right, he's going to take a couple more pitches here. He doesn't. He swings at a slider uh, out of the zone there. And it goes to three, one, and then it's three, one. And you're saying, all right, what's going to happen here? Gets the ground ball to Sosa. They get out of it. They win six to five. Just, just a stunning turn of events in the bottom of the 10th. Yeah, it's you, you go through the feeling pretty good after the top of the 10th. Uh, Could have used a run or two. Would have liked to see a couple better at bats from, um, uh, I guess it was Stott. Uh, well, that was a pretty good at bat. Anyway, I would have liked to see some insurance there. <laughs> Um, and, uh, but you know, you're feeling pretty good. I was like, okay, six, five, like uh, who's coming in Robertson. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I used to trust him. Now I don't so much anymore, but now I'm back trusting him again. <laughs> it's like, all it took was the, was Diaz like putting his, and, and it was the, the clumsiest attempt at it too. He just stuck his elbow <laughs> pad out, like right into the, into yeah. the middle of the plate. I mean, like, okay, we watched Chase Utley for years. Yeah. Like, he was actually good at this. <laughs> like, he used to intentionally get hit by pitches all the time. Yeah. But there was plausible deniability. It's not like he he literally stuck yes, his arm so out obvious. to get hit. Garbanzo beans, <laughs> and like you were we saying, say. like, they never call that. But, like, he made the ump call that. And even still, I applaud uh, I applaud him for having the guts to make that call in the World Series because they usually don't. And I was honestly I was unhappy with the strike zone most oh of the night, gosh. but he, he made up for it all over the place. Yeah, all over the place with his strike zone. He made up for it. Honestly, I would like to see a replay of the pitch before 
he leaned into it because that one when they showed the replay, I was like, did that hit? That that might have like got his shirt a little bit there when they were slowing it down. <laughs> I wasn't hundred percent yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I thought maybe they got him there when you were just trying to. Th- I think if he would have acted like he got yes. hit, they, he might have been able to get to take first. Yeah, pass. he played that poorly. If he would have, if he would have been like that, hit me. Maybe he gets it and he doesn't have to lean into it. When you were just trying to think of who batted in the top of the tenth, I was like, I should just have a disclaimer. Listen, I'm gonna get like thirty things wrong in this post game yeah. podcast because that the thoughts are just you, you can yeah. you can append me right onto <laughs> yeah, that too right. like I, I i don't remember anything someone someone can fact check this if they need to but man you mentioned it with robertson how about this bullpen performance tonight yeah five and two um, third innings no runs allowed they they keep them in the game and allow for the comeback to actually happen shocking yeah, if you would have told me that you, you, we'd be going into the 10th inning 5-5, uh, five, five, I would have expected that, uh, oh, okay, um, you know, uh, the, the, the Phillies got to Verlander early, and then uh, Nola cruised, and then the Astros came back, yes. and it ended up being, you know, it, it was everything at the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm amazed. And uh, nobody really got into too much trouble. Uh, bullpen wise either like uh, that uh, that's one of the reasons I stopped taking notes and was just nervous is just you it was just a, the generalized World Series nervousness rather than any of the pitchers getting into trouble like um, Alvarado was great Sir Anthony was uh, everything we've hoped yeah uh, Eflin had a was a little shaky uh, there but I was never really worried Um yeah, I was more worried that we were going to run out of guys because you you don't want to get into the Brogdons and the Bellatis, and uh, that was coming in the eleventh. So, <laughs> well, how about it? How about how Topper used these guys? I mean, yeah, it's incredible. It's it's unorthodox, yeah, but it's been working, and I I guess I get the theory behind it, and it makes a lot of sense actually. Is you, it's the World Series? Yes. There's nothing you're you have to hold on to. Use the guys you trust. If they're if you have to use the guys you don't, we'll deal with that when we get there. But you're thinking that okay, you were hoping for more from Nola today, but you're still in the game. It's it's a tie game. You can still pull it out. Um, now you just hope Wheeler goes seven uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, yeah. and hopefully some of those guys can get a night off. I mean, his whole mentality is like we're winning the game tonight, and we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow but at the same time he doesn't kind of go overboard like Alvarado comes in in the fifth inning he threw seven pitches I mean that yeah I was gonna say was that seven pitches yeah so he's fine tomorrow he's fine yeah and probably and yeah and then you have a day off and then he'll be fine on Monday and he could probably unless he goes two innings tomorrow I I, so yeah yeah, it it makes a lot of sense uh you know I've I've been watching baseball since I was a little boy and (laughs) never seen anything like this but it yeah it's uh don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Right. You know, I've we've seen it a million times. And I think Bob Melvin did this for the Padres. He was managing game six before uh, he even won game five. Yes. And, uh, and uh, okay, that can, if you do get to game six, that could hurt you, but there's no guarantee that you will. And there's no guarantee that your team's going to be in it in the ninth. I mean, you bring in Bogdan yeah. or Bellotti, you know, they, they, hey, they both had their moments. Maybe they pitched like Alvarado did. But for Alvarado, I mean, I wrote this down. It feels like it was about six hours ago. But uh, <laughs> he comes in three outs on seven pitches to Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker. I mean, 
that wow. like I, I wrote down at that I time. forgot it was those yeah, three guys. Those yeah. three. And like you mentioned, stress free. And I was thinking at that time, all right, if they win this game, like that's a huge moment, not knowing the 40 other moments that would happen after that. But man, <laughs> Alvarado, he just looked like he, he, he's like, all right, I got a few days off in between series. Like I'm ready to go. Like he's going to pitch every game this series. He was locked in. His stuff looked awesome. Uh, seven pitches, five strikes, get some, uh, one, one strikeout, yeah. no hits, nothing like that. So that I was think, outstanding. Uh, I, th- I think at least three or four of them were over a hundred miles oh an hour. Gosh, so yeah. yeah. 101 uh, at least. Yeah, I saw a couple. He's looking tough. He looked awesome. Uh, Eflin then comes in, like you mentioned. And so Eflin comes in here in the sixth inning. Is that infield single where he has the tough play? Uh, There's a shallow fly. There's a walk. And it's three, you know, and so you have two men on with two out with Maldonado up. And boom. Bohm came up with a couple. Listen, they don't look good. He doesn't remind us of uh, Mike (laughs) Schmidt or even Scott Rowland for the uh, younger listeners. But he had a couple big-time defensive plays there at third base that got them out of jams. I thought that one in the sixth inning was, was huge. Yeah, uh, he did. I I thought he took a little too long to get the ball out of his glove. Uh, You're not going to be comfortable. So they didn't get the yeah. double play. Uh, but hey, at least he at least he threw it to second. Okay, and they almost got the guy at first. Um, so that's you got to take that. You have to feel okay about that because you know he's not going to be like Bregman. Like that that oh barehanded play yeah. was one of the best I've ever seen. And that's the thing too is like. Uh, you win this game with all the little dinky hits that the Astros got and, you know, the great defensive plays that they made. It's like you you weren't supposed to win this game. Yes. This, this is a steal of a game. And, of course, you want to win again tomorrow. Um, and I would probably feel better with Wheeler than Nola anyway, even though as, as good as Nola's been in the playoffs. Um, so uh like yeah it's 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 completely a bonus i was fully expecting to lose the entire time even once they came back and tied it up i was like and that's the thing too you're on the road all it takes is you know uh some one uh pop fly to get catch some indoor like yes. air conditioning wind and get blown over those ridiculous dimensions in that park. I, here's another thing. I, how does anybody ever say that CBP is a joke when this place exists? <laughs> that uh, that double that Bregman had in the in the in to it, like oh my in the god, tenth, it looked like a shallow fly ball. Yeah, that that, that doesn't even hit the warning track oh. in in any other part. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, uh, Jason Starr, you mentioned it. Game one, I think we. I'm pretty sure we've given out these stats for both of the game ones that we did previously, but now it's the World Series edition. And so this is from Jason Stark. 27 World Series game ones since Joe Carter's home run landed. By the way, he tweet, Jason, you tweeted this during the game. I was reading this going, I don't need that uh, energy in my <laughs> life right now. Joe Carter's home run landed. Only five game one losers have come back to win the series, 18.5%. Wow. Uh, one of those five was the 2017 Astros, as he points out, and one of the five who lost was the 2009 Phillies. So I like that. Balance it out. (laughs) I don't want to feel comfortable. No one's going to feel comfortable. But it's like you said, I mean, this game was a roller coaster because they get down 5-0. And like I said, I'm in my mind going, all right, well, you only, you know, you wanted to get one in Houston. And I like, we both like Wheeler. We feel good about Wheeler. All right, you know what? It didn't go your way with Nola. Nola got kind of a a bad start out of the way. It was like he got shelled, really, you know, watching the game. Yeah, and... 
and yeah, and he was uh, other than um, what's his name, uh, Chin, chin Strap uh, Tucker, um, yeah, Kyle Tucker, Tucker, yeah, yeah, the guy, <laughs> oh, the guy who likes easily, to talk smack. easily yeah. the the most hateable uh, Astro, even before the game started with his comments, yeah. and now after that terrifying performance, yes, he is top of the list, yeah. Other than him, they weren't really hitting anything too hard. Um, but they were just getting like these bloopers, like uh, off the end of the bat. You know, yes. uh, I did, did, didn't Tucker even break his bat on the home run, the second one. Like uh, he, I, I couldn't. He broke his bat. I don't. I don't think it was on the home run switch. Oh, oh, you mean at that? I, I think on at bat. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. yeah, not on the actual. Uh, yeah, it, and there was another hit. It looked like on the double. Cliff saying, "Yeah, on the double, he." Yes, broke, that's right. Uh, yeah, he broke his bat, and even yeah, there were other moments where there were it looked like, hey, how did they not break their bat uh, here? So yeah, you weren't watching that going, oh man. They got bad Aaron Nola and Aaron Nola's getting shelled. You're just kind of like, shoot, the Astros are getting lucky. And then this guy's hitting a couple bombs here. Uh, but when that's happening and you're down five, nothing, I mean, my mind again, immediately goes to, all right, this game's kind of a wash go to tomorrow. Wheeler. It doesn't want ha- matter what happens here. Maybe Nola gets the start out of the way. He comes back later in the series and will pitch well. But this team, man, all season long, they're never out of it. It's it's cliche, the resilience, all that stuff. But it's felt like that way all season long. And they do it again. They come back in the fourth inning, score three in the fourth, two more in the fifth. And then all of a sudden you're going, you're like each team has 12 outs left and it's a 5-5 game here. Maybe they can actually steal this one. Yeah, that was absolutely huge coming back in the in the fourth and uh, and scoring runs there because uh, if you didn't, you, you you had to feel like Verlander was still going to cruise, and uh, like it, it was it was basically it was it was Brogdon time then. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but they 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 made it happen, and that's one thing they've been like this. I don't want to say all year, but at least since Topper took over, um, they fight every night and even when they were frustrating as hell and were losing games they should have won like they would still they would still put good at bats together uh you know when they were down late in games and you know a lot of times it didn't work out but that's one thing that they've always had going for them all year and i've always appreciated is and that's what one of the big changes from years past is Last year, I feel like they would get down, you know, three to nothing to the Marlins and, you know, whatever slappy starting pitcher they had out there. And you were they were and they'd be like, well, okay, we just don't have it tonight, boys. Uh, You know, uh, we'll just uh, get swept by the Marlins here. We'll get them next time we're in town. And none of that this year, like they were they fight for every strike, every out. Uh, It's been fun to watch all year. And that's one thing that hasn't changed all year. And uh, I'm glad it has. Yeah, it, it, it goes back to my longstanding theory that, you know, championships are great, but especially baseball, the season's long. Can you entertain me? Can I let, you know, will I, do I find you likable? Do I want to watch you on a, uh, on a late July uh, evening, uh, Friday evening? Am I interested in watching you? Do I think your game's out? Of, do, you, do I think you're out of it? Whatever, I can't speak here. I mean, I was just thinking we've gone, I don't even know. Uh, how many minutes 20 minutes and i haven't even brought up the jt real muto home run just like (laughs) in in, like just basically like an all-time moment in philly's history right away what are you thinking there top of the 10th he had hit the ball well all night like i was just you know no yeah he had hit uh line drives uh several times when he was already up 
And then he comes up there, their bullpen. I mean, there was no stat they could have put on the screen about the Astros bullpen that I would have thought, all right, is this uh, is is this a real stat? Yeah, or yeah. they could have been like, they right. pitched 400. 0.12 ERA <laughs> over the past. It's <laughs> like, what? And they looked, they looked every bit of it. They looked unhittable. I mean, I was in the mindset in the bottom of the ninth. I'm like, just give Harper a shot in the 10th and see what happens. If you lose in the 10th yes. after that, that's fine. I just want him to have one more shot. He didn't need, you know, they didn't need him. He, he got a single with that at bat. But JT Real Muto comes up, his fifth at bat of the night, a line drive shot to right field. What, what's going through your mind? What's, the, uh, what's going on at the Rudder household when that ball gets over the fence? Well, I, first of all, I thought Tucker was going to catch yes. it. <laughs> because of course he would. Of course. <laughs> and then I thought he was going to hit a home run in, in the 10th because of course, of course he would. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I, I just started clapping and jumping up and down and not being able to believe it. And honestly thinking like, okay, maybe this can be over in the next hour or so. Cause I was fully prepared for like 12 minutes. <laughs> and, and it's funny. My, I mean, I'm sure I know you're, I know how you're wired. So you're, you probably do the same thing. I do that happens. You celebrate. And then your mind instantly goes to, Oh God, they, these, these three outs in the bottom of the inning are going to be torture. Yeah, like, wait, yeah. Like, wait, wait a second. Who's up. Oh, it, it's Alvarez. <laughs> He's By the way, Alvarez is terrifying, is terrifying too. Like he hasn't been uh hasn't been super hot, but my god. He's like the American League Harper. Yes, yeah, he's going the, he will be heard from before the series is over, but just uh, uh, unbelievable. I mean, that that again, that just goes instantly into the the history, the classics of that will be played of Philly's home runs for years to come. I mean, are you kidding me? Game one of the World Series, your underdogs on the road against the Astros in the top of the tenth, and you go yard uh, right there. So uh, unbelievable job. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You mentioned the fourth inning earlier. They get back in it. I mean... Hoskins gets on Harper singles and you're going, wait, how did Hos Hoskins didn't score on that? And they're showing Harper's face and he's going, wait, yeah. he's going Hoskins. Didn't he score hit, on that? Well, for, first of all, I'll complain about the ballpark again because it's <laughs> 300 feet to dead right field. So you hit a hard single and the guy's playing on the warning track and he one hops it. But uh, really what happened was, and this is, you have to take this when a guy's as locked in and hot as Harper is, he literally hit it too hard to score. Yeah. Like it was, it was right on Tucker right away. And, uh, like it, it, it's just like, wait, oh, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Like, uh, it's similar to when something should be a double, but you hit it too hard and, uh, it bounces right off the wall and, uh, the guy can throw you out at second. It's yeah. one of those freaky things, but, uh, Harper wasn't the only guy hitting the ball hard, uh, that, uh, that, that inning. So, uh, fortunately everybody, uh, everybody got knocked in or just about everybody. Yeah. That would have been a huge moment if they didn't score, you know, it sort of felt like yeah. the game might've gone either way right there, but 
Castellanos, man. I haven't brought up Castellanos yet. I should have led the show with this because I've been crushing him on pretty yeah. much every post-game pod uh, we've done. He had the Castellanos game. We gave him credit for that one. But the guy saved the game in the bottom of the ni- yeah. ninth inning. I mean, that game, that ball's in the air. And I, you know, I don't know how long it was in the air, but I can vividly remember in my head, I'm going, I can't believe these are the hits they're going to lose this game on two freaking bloop singles in game one of the world series. And that's how they're yeah. going to lose this. You got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. And then before the thought could go all the way through my head, he makes a sliding grab again, again, the very same catch that he made against Atlanta. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure the, uh, I feel like the social media accounts of various, uh, Phillies accounts have really stepped it up in the playoffs. I'm sure someone will have some type of side by side or, or some video with those two <laughs> together, but incredible catch. Yeah, I mean, uh, with with dancing with dancing on my own right. playing in the background. I mean, the game's over. You lose game one. It's devastating. If he doesn't get there and make that catch, he saved the game. He gave him a chance there, uh, and then in the top of the fourth, his single. I mean, he golfed that one uh, to left field. I don't know how he reached it. You're frustrated as he's batting. I, I swear, every first pitch uh, of a Castellanos at bat is just swing, foul, out of play. It's 0-1 before you could even blink. I don't know what the percentages are, but I swear that yeah. happens every time he's up. But he gets the single there, and then Bohm comes through, rips a double, all three hits on breaking balls, and that makes it 5-3. I mean, that was the first time they hadn't had a hit until the fourth inning. Yeah. You know, yeah. I hadn't even realized that. Then they say it in the broadcast, and you're going, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like yeah. Verlander. Verlander was perfect through three yeah. innings. And uh, <laughs> then the Phillies explode for three in the, yeah. in the top of the fourth. Then they got him. So five, five, three. And then the fifth inning, Marsh doubles, uh, Schwarber walks. And then I forgot, oh my gosh, I forgot. Real Muto's the one who hit the double in the fifth. Yeah, the game. I <laughs> forgot about that. What? This is this is the JT Real Muto game. Oh my gosh, the JT Real Muto. <laughs> what a performance by him. He ties the game in the fifth, and then he wins it for you in the tenth. Overall, two for four, three RBIs and a walk in this game. Uh, outstanding performance. I don't even know where else to go here. I'm looking at my notes here, but yeah, so both with those, you know, with that hit, uh, in the fourth and those two defensive plays, like pretty big game. Uh, you know, if you're getting performances like that from the bones the stats and whoever else in the bottom of the yeah. Segura, then you, you, you're going to be in good shape here. Stott is it's Stott is a professional hitter. Oh my gosh, like he's, he, he's put some really like, uh, I don't think he even got a hit tonight, but he put some, uh, he, he had a walk. Yeah. I think he was over four with a walk, but, um, two walks. Yeah. He put, yeah, two, two walks. He put, he put great at bats together pretty much every time he got up there. That's encouraging. And yeah, like you said, boom coming through and has been all playoffs. So yeah. yeah uh, um, Hoping I'm hoping Gene Segura can uh, heat up again. That that'd be fun. Like, yeah. uh, I think he was going pretty well at the beginning, like Cardinals beginning of the Braves series. If he can keep get going again, that'll help out quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Stott. I mean, the, you mentioned it with Stott. These at bats he's putting together in the postseason. Talk about a guy you just trust. Like he's, he's, you know, he's not going to get on every time. He's not going to hit home runs. He's not going to uh, get hits every time, but just like, if you could just take his approach and transfer it to the rest of the hitters, maybe Casty, maybe hey, Nick, yeah. hey, Nick, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to crush you, but just, you know, <laughs> hang out with Stott a little bit, you know, maybe go grab lunch with him, dinner, maybe in the cage before the game, kind of just see what he's doing. Just talk some hitting. Yeah, talk some 
them talk in. Talk a little hey, ball. approach, you know. Hey, what's your approach? I don't know. What's your approach? Oh, okay. Let's uh, let's talk it out here. I think that would help. I mean, I just trust that guy. If it's 0-2 against the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, I'm like, he's still got a shot. He's going to foul one off here. He's going to take a pitch. All right, he might strike out at... 2-2, but that's okay. Uh, he, he's not going to give yeah. any of these bats away. He just makes the pitchers work every single time. I love it. I really trust him. That was uh, that was him with the 10-pitch walk from Verlander, right? I believe so. I, I, yeah. I, and I think he might have even started out 0-2. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like just, just, like, just like we were saying, um, it, it reminded me of Brett Myers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like in, in terms of exciting walks, yeah. you know, that uh, it's it's even more exciting when it's a pitcher. But unfortunately, <laughs> we don't get that anymore. And we wouldn't have got it tonight anyway in the American League Park. But uh, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll stop being an old man. I forgot about this stat that they flashed on the screen. Verl- Verlander, 163 and two with five plus runs. Scored for Oh, him. yeah. Remember that? That was like eight hours ago, you know, whenever in like the yeah. fifth inning or whatever. I, I remember looking at that going, wait, that can't be a real stat. 163 and two. What are you talking about? Well, I guess it's 163 and three, Justin Verlander. And listen, we talked about him on the uh, the preview pod on the Ringers Philly special. He was 0-6 coming in with, what, a 5-6-8 ERA in World Series games. He comes in again, uh, was not great. You know, if you have Ver- if you have the Cy Young, he's going to win the Cy Young, I'm told. Uh, you know, if you have him on the mound with a five-run lead in game one of the World Series, you're probably feeling pretty good and feeling like you should win that game, and they got to him, and they're going to face him again. And guess what? I'm not going to be scared of him uh, the next time they face him. I thought thought he was very hittable all night. It's funny that, uh, like, he he was unhittable for the first three innings, and then just kind of, well, here he looked kind of, he looked pretty hittable in the first. That was the thing. And they 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 just missed a couple pitches and like couldn't really do anything with it. Then he mowed through the you know six through nine in the order, and uh, then they got to him. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty common for guys to have their best season ever at thirty nine years old, right? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think it, it's, Guys tend to uh, enhance their performance uh, when they when they get older. And <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say any that organization though. I mean, I don't think they would be doing. Oh anything, no, yeah, that, I mean, an, an organization like the Astros yeah. that is all above board. Right. No, you I know, know. Uh, I, I'm sure they don't do stuff like uh, stick their 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 elbow shield into the strike zone <laughs> to try to get on base in extra innings of a, of a playoff game. I, they, they'd never do anything like that. Oh my gosh. What a, what a win. What a guy. How many moments this team gives us so many moments. This game alone gave us what eight to 10 moments that uh, we'll be talking Gotta about be. literally for, for years to come. This is the game. We, you know, we always like to make the joke when there's like an ugly Eagles game. Oh, well, yeah, we're not going to be bouncing our grandkids on our knee, telling them about that, you know, third, 13 10 win. This is the game. You're going to be bouncing this, your yeah. grandkids on your knee and telling them, oh my gosh, they were, they were out 5 nothing through the villainous Astros. And they come back and they win this game and remember all those things from it. I am at a uh, I am at a loss. I don't even know if we're making any he's how about Smoltz at one point said this would be the uh this would be the most improbable world series champion ever or something did you catch that it was in a weird part of the game I'm going, what are you talking yeah, about I, smoltz i generally like smoltz and i learn a lot from him uh but he 
he just can't shut up. Like he's, <laughs> his mouth has to keep moving at all times. So a, a lot of times that means that nonsensical things will come out of it. <laughs> That's the only yeah. explanation I have. That was very strange. All right. I have a couple other guys here as I'm looking through my notes. Did we know Rangers Suarez was going to be used in this I was, role? Uh, uh, I, 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 I think I read somewhere that he might be available, Okay, but I, w- I wanted to bring him up too. Like uh, he, he's, I don't know what it is, but he's like my new favorite film. Yeah. Like, I, I'm right I, there. I, I love that guy. Um, and they talk about the slow heartbeat. That's all you hear about him. But you know, you're, you're seeing a little emotion from him now. He's getting a little excited. He's doing whatever that uh, you want him to do. Uh, uh, whatever the ride is, you know, like in that first start he had in against the Braves, uh, you know, he was a little all over the place, but still got the job done. Like I trust him as much as anybody, uh, which is, which is strange considering, you know, uh, how the whole season went, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. It just guys are taking the roles that they're assigned and running with them. And it's, it's just all working out. I've never really seen anything like I it. I know. It, it feels like it shouldn't be. As you're watching it, you're going, no, this guy can't come through right here. No, this guy can't come through yeah. again here. Like I was even thinking towards the, you know, I was like, as they were, as the game was, you know, it was ninth and 10th inning and I'm going, if they lose this game, like I can't really, I'm, who do I, you can't really, cr- you know, me and you, I think we'd like to be able to crush somebody after a loss, yeah. you know, blame somebody. And I was like, who do you even crush here? I mean, you can't, the man, you know, Topper pulled all the right strings with the bullpen. Like if Robertson were, if, for yeah. instance, if he were to give that up at the end, it wouldn't have been because they screwed up. Like who else was he going to go to? Like that was his last option there and he would have had to do it. And it wasn't like, you know, we mentioned it with Nola. Like, I don't think Nola would have gotten crushed for this game, because I was like, you know, you, you would have given, we, we, we might have found a way. Uh, we might have criticized him. We, <laughs> we probably yeah, would have found we a way. We might have found a way <laughs> and criticized him, but it wasn't like he totally blew the game for them. Uh, and so it was going to be tough to do, and guys just kept coming through. I mean, Suarez uh, pitches two thirds of an inning, allows one hit, 11 pitches, one strikeout. He had that grounder where he looked like Cliff Lee, you know, just kind of flashing oh, his yeah. weather. And then he pops it that over the... to his throwing hand. Did you see that move? I mean, who does that? <laughs> yeah. In game one of the World Series, he, he does the pop it over from the glove hand to the throwing hand, not like take the ball out fundamentally, pop it over, throw it to first nonchalantly. I'm like, he is feeling himself. And I love it. This guy is, is relaxing. Yeah. yeah, I saw I was at the end of the game or when he was in there, I'm like, I went from like, all right, you know, do I do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy at the beginning of the postseason to now like I would trust Ranger Suarez with my life, my family's life, yep. uh, the most important things to me. This guy is just like I, w- I would like him to pitch every game. So uh, I don't know. How do you think uh, that will affect sort of his availability going forward? Does he still start in game three only through 11 pitches? Do you bump him to game four and make yeah. game three the bullpen game? Well, I think that's one reason they were comfortable using him is because they can push him to game four if they had to. But with 11 pitches, I they're not looking for him to go more than once through the order anyway, I don't yeah. think. So um, I, I think he'll probably still start game three. That's my guess. 
And then Eflin. I mean, you you mentioned it with Eflin. It wasn't always, uh, it, it was probably the most uncomfortable, except for Robertson, of any of the relievers, but still gives you one and a third, nowhere in runs, uh, one walk. I felt like he was getting down 2-0 to every batter. I'm going, can we get a strike yeah. on one of these guys? Why are we getting behind on every single one of these players? But man, he got it. Well, all, and it, it did not help that the ump was squeezing yes. everybody except Verlander. Yes. The ump was really, uh, you know, shout out to the, the ump was definitely a part of this game. I mean, there were many calls here, uh, you know, and, and the Phillies definitely got some. I don't know what the final tally was, but I yeah. remember just uh, Naya and I looking at each other after like an early strike call that the Phillies were going, wait, they called that a strike? I think Smoltz was even like, that was a foot out of the strike zone on the uh, outside yeah, part uh, of the plate. But yeah, he was all over the I, place. I'm regretting the fact that I didn't uh, take make the effort to sync up the TV with Fransky in LA because I'm sure LA was losing his mind. Yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So I don't know what what else I even I even have here, Brad. I mean, do you have any? I'm looking at my notes. I think we've gotten to all the uh, all the big notes here from the game. I mean, a very even game. Phillies win six five. Phillies have nine hits. Astros have ten hits. Both teams got unbelievable performances uh, from their bullpen. It's just real Muto connected with one. I mean, I thought once Verlander went out of the game and like you saw who was it uh, was Abreu the first guy. Yeah. Who came in. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Let's talk about him. Holy like, cow. That guy. <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want to see any more of that guy. Oh, oh my gosh. He was incredible. One and two thirds uh innings, three strikeouts. And at that point, even at that point early in the game, I'm going, Harper Schwarber needs to hit a bomb, and then you just hope you get the bullpen game of your life yeah. from the Phillies. And that's that's what I was thinking was would probably happen is somebody would close their eyes and take yes. a huge hack and connect with one. Yeah. It was like they're not gonna string together a walk, a single, a sack like no yeah. against these guys. They're not manufacturing any no. runs against these guys. No, the the Astros bullpen has struck out 37% of the batters it's faced in the postseason so far. 37%. <laughs> I- I believe it. That's a real one. Yeah, that's a real set. I could have yeah. made that. I could have said 74%. Yeah. Yeah. You would have gone, yeah, no, I thought it was uh, I thought yeah. it was that high. Absolutely. That seems a little high, but I, <laughs> I, I, I could buy that. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of those guys. But man, the Phillies bullpen answered the call. And, uh, you know, when we did our preview pod, I had to answer, the Phillies will win the World Series if. And I said, if the bullpen can kind of hold up for the Phillies, not match the Astros bullpen. I think that's unrealistic, but if they can hold up and honestly, we'll see what happens the rest of the series, but like they helped you steal this game. And now you have some breathing room here. And we read the Jason Stark stat and now you got Wheeler on the mound. It's time to get greedy for, uh, for game two on Saturday night, because uh, Wheeler has been so freaking good for them so far. And now a little of that pressure goes to the Astros, uh, Really couldn't be feeling any better about this going into game two. Anything can happen. But as far as how you're going to feel on Saturday night when there's uh, when there's first pitch with Wheeler on the mound, you really couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, it's all all gravy from from here, at least uh, tomorrow. And uh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, I forgot at the beginning of the playoffs, I for, had forgotten what it was like uh, and I forgot what World Series w- was like. Oh and it's gosh. different from just the regular playoff oh feelings. Uh, like I was, I was 
I've been pretty positive throughout the whole run and uh, been pretty, you know, nonchalant. There hasn't, as playoff runs go, there hasn't been much stress. This is game one. They have Wheeler going tomorrow. Like they, they could very well easily win tomorrow. And I'm still hanging on every pitch. Like it's the last one they're going to have. I'm, I'm trying to convince myself like, Hey, I'm good. I'm just going to try to enjoy watching the game. I, I have a good life. I enjoy myself. This shouldn't be, this shouldn't be this important to me, but uh, it's it still, it still gets you. And uh, it's been what, 13 years since we've had it and uh, couldn't, c- couldn't have come back uh, at a better time. I, I love it. The three wins away from the world series. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it, I don't remember really what this was like. I was working, uh, you know, when they were in those World Series games with the last run. So for me to just like look at it as a fan and just be hanging out at home and watching it, it really goes back to my 10-year-old self and that uh, and that 93 World Series because the ones after that, you know, I'm, all right, what are we doing here for Philly.com? And you're in the office with coworkers and uh, all that. So uh, it, it's amazing. And I think part, you know, what you said, I think part of it is like, it's been so fun. This is this is like no other sporting thing where it's just like every day basically you're going to have a game. There you know, you have an off day here and there, but it's just so much happens so quickly and the last podcast we did it was like it's been 17 days from the time their first win against the Cardinals to when they closed out uh the last series against the Padres and you're just like this is really fun. It's just like every day you're like when's the next game? Okay, building my life yeah, around it's tonight. that. Yeah, it's tonight <laughs> and it's coming up soon and and uh it's been fun to have them in our lives. Like you almost you don't want it to I mean it's going to end one way or the other here, so now you're at that Point. Yeah. but part of it is like you kind of don't want it to end it's really uh and, and then the other half of you is going this has to end or i'm gonna end up in the hospital uh yeah <laughs> if it goes any longer that, that's how i was feeling uh <laughs> right after uh <laughs> right after the game ended i was like i can't take much more of this oh it, it's been fun but i'm glad it's over in, in a week yeah <laughs> i agree six five phillies do it a, an epic a classic. Again, this is the game we'll be talking about for years to come, regardless of what else happens in this series. We'll have this game. You know, it's sort of like the, uh, I guess, that at Sixers-Lakers game when they were big underdogs in game one and you have the Iverson over uh, Tyron Lu moment there and that feeling of just being like, Hey, we weren't supposed to win, but we just took game one and now anything can happen. So hopefully this one uh, turns out differently than that one did. But that's almost what it felt like here, especially after they went down. All right. Brad Rutter undefeated in game ones on the Ringer Philly special podcast. What a performance. I mean, I'm talking about JT Real Muto. You really, I mean, three and oh, <laughs> I'm the I'm the real yeah, MVP, the, clearly. Wait, three and oh, uh, no, four and oh. Right? We did we do four or three together? We we, we didn't we 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 didn't do the uh, Cardinals oh, bad one. Job, uh, man. Uh, well, no, uh, <laughs> I I do have to. I, it was my oh, fault. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan Dan McQuaid filled in admirably for me. Gotcha. Um. Uh. But uh. Yeah. So it, that that was my fault. We could we couldn't do that. But it didn't matter. Like uh, we didn't meet. We didn't. It was a two game thing. We didn't need me. Right. Um. I do have a plug. Yeah. By the way. Oh, good. Give it to me. Yeah, uh, Sunday night um, on Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, 9 o'clock on ABC. Uh, I will be presenting a category, Ooh. so uh, check that out. It's uh, um, who are the, It's uh, Troy and Belisario and, um, oh, uh, <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I should remember this anyway. better. Uh, 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Any fun celebrities, Will Wheaton. Okay. Um, yeah, and anyway, so check me out. Uh, I'll be reading some clues, and uh, it'll be really fun. How about that? So uh, you, Philly, you, yeah. Philly, you get Philly, two Phillies games, a Eagles game, and then you cap off the weekend with Brad on Celebrity Jeopardy. I love it. That will be yeah, a little palate cleanser before you can start getting nervous yeah. again for Monday. Take your, yeah, take your mind off uh, all this stuff for a half an hour and watch that. And uh, this has been fantastic, Brett. Thank you for joining me. Hey, we'll see how long this series goes. If uh, We might need to bring you back uh, if we need some good luck. Yeah, we haven't gone longer than five yet. So I know. Uh, I'm up for a six or seven. Yeah, I haven't really had to like duplicate anyone in a series because they've been going so quickly. If that happens, we will not complain. We can just have you on and celebrate uh, at the end of it. But there's a chance, uh, you know, this one's going to have some stress. There's going to be some ups and downs. And we will have a six or a seven. And so we will talk to you then. All right. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hey, I'll be back late Saturday night. Game two, Zach Wheeler. Will the Phillies go up 2-0 against the Astros in the World Series or will it be 1-1 as it goes back to Philadelphia? We will talk about it then. And then, of course, Benny Souls and I, Sunday night, will bring you a Eagle Steelers post-game pod. I appreciate Brad. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll talk to you soon on the Ringers Philly special.